0: You can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it?
1: I'd like to formally start this off by just saying, turkey hunting is dumb. Oh. Turkeys are a holes. They're they're turds. They are not nice, and they completely avoid. They just me. don't do what you want them to do. I'm, dude, I had a simple game plan. You just, I'm gonna call you. You're gonna talk back. You're gonna come out. I'm gonna shoot you in the face, and it didn't happen. I hadn't scouted at all though. I talked about this a few like a few months ago. That I was trying to get out and hang a camera, never did it. So I was going out to my normal spot on Sunday. This is probably the only morning hunt I have. I might go on Derby weekend, but you you guys know like Derby Day in Kentucky is a long day, and I'm going to a Derby party, and it'll be like I'm just gonna be tired that night if I go get up at 4:30 in the morning, but. Now I'm probably going to go because I'm a masochist. Uh, no but the, excuses. Play like a champion. That's right. So, but the I went out and I was running through all this in my head of like, what am I going to do? Am I going to try to get in where I think they where they usually roost, or am I going to sit up top where which is where I always tell myself I shouldn't sit, but that's also where I have seen all of the biggest birds I've seen on that property end up getting up there and feeding on top of the knoll. Um, so I hunt in like really typical horse country for anybody that hasn't heard me talk, heard me talk about my property. I hunt it's 70 acres. It's very narrow and long. And then it kind of forks out into a T at the back of it. And I decided to roll with the plan of sitting at the top because then I could hear gobbles on either side and I could make a play if I heard anything. And I sat there from whatever time I got there. And now I guess I got there at like six ish and sunrises at seven And I heard nothing until 825. I heard a very distant gobble, uh, too far to even pursue, but I was like, screw it. I got nothing going on over here. And I knew from you guys talking that the birds have been weird, kind of, kind of like that. I think it's 2019 when the birds like nationwide just were really hinned up and quiet. And there was like a weird weather pattern that kind of, what people kind of thought threw things off. Actually, I think it was the year that that mediator one behind you at Brandon's house, um, that they, oh, kinda, yeah, they had trouble finding they birds. had trouble finding birds and it reminded me of that season uh, of what you guys are saying and Derek has been complaining about it he's like man it's just not going well for me um, so I knew I was going to have a hard time because I'm not world's greatest caller so I went down chasing that bird and I spent a few minutes down there trying to see if I could elicit a response which was a totally I knew it was dumb but I'm like what are you going to do because that bird was probably two properties over and I would have had to pull him back down to where he was likely roosting that morning. And then up a hill, through a creek, over fences, the whole thing. And I'm just like, it's not going to happen. So I got down there. I couldn't even elicit a response. And so at 9 o'clock, I text my wife. I'm like, this is stupid. <clears throat> we got a lot to do today. I'm just going to come on home because I'm just sitting there like mad. And then I get up and I'm like, I this property, it, it, like it always makes you think you're going to see something on the other side of the hill. So I walk back up. Look around to see if there's any birds that have popped out, which is also stupid because I'm <laughs> out in the open. Like they, they always see you in this scenario. Now, deer are a different story. Sometimes I can sneak up on them, but turkeys can hear so well that um and see so well that you're just not going to spot and stalk up on one in this scenario. So I start walking up, I call, and a few of the there's like little fingers that come out. So I'm kind of going into the knuckle, if you want to think of it that way. I go in call hear nothing i kind of stand there a few minutes hear nothing i walk around the other one call hear nothing um and then i start walking text my wife i'm leaving and then i hear a hen respond and i'm like okay that's a good response or a good thing that she responded and
2: it was just another dude.
1: (laughs) No, I thought about that too. I thought about that too, man. Uh, I I walked, but, but back there, I've never run into another turkey hunter on that side. The other side, there's usually somebody on opening morning. I walk back and there's, again, there's two fingers that come out. So I go around and, uh, I'm like, I bet that Turkey was in the closer to where I started. So I wanted to pull it to me. I'm like, if I set up, I, I have cover. I could set up uh, my decoys over here, and if she comes around and has a tom with her, she'll pull them into the decoys. This is my best shot. So I set up. I do the whole thing. I sat there for 30 minutes. <clears throat> I I heard her. I think I think I heard her once and tried, and, you know, I'm sitting here. I'm, I'm like, she's gone. I just, I had, again, had stuff to do, and I'm sitting there not getting any real action on birds, and I stand up. And there she is, looking at me. Um, she had just gotten over the. She she double backed by herself. By herself. Oh. Well, I guess. That's okay, then. Well, I don't know
3: though
2: because I couldn't
1: see over the hill. I
3: always so. like to make my mistakes. Or, like lessen my
1: mistakes oh, dude yeah. but she didn't
2: mean, screw it up I, it was just a it's yeah, just dude. a hint there was no time behind her for but
1: sure. <laughs> yeah. you're right but i i stood up and i'm like maybe she didn't see me because i'm an idiot like <laughs> yeah. you know she saw you of course um uh, because their their bodies are just like their that little head through grass they they have such an advantage because i can't get up until i have like like my eyes aren't high enough up to even be able to see her she definitely saw me before i saw her and so i see her and she's like moving her head around I kind of pop back down quickly because I'm an idiot. And then, um, I call. Yeah, they always
2: say move fast in those situations. Like if the turkey's looking at you, like fast movements usually help. Yeah, right. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's like throw your arms up and, uh, you know, make, make a lot of sounds that aren't turkey like. So I pop back down and I immediately, um, I was like, well, maybe she just saw movement and didn't, like, didn't identify that it wasn't a turkey, because right. it, it was very fast, so we're talking like a second, I popped up, turned my head, and then saw her, and back down, and so I start yelping at her, and she's giving me the business in a bad way, yeah. like, she's letting that everybody morning. know, yeah. yeah, so I uh, say some words to myself, uh, at least in my head, pack up, walk up over the hill, and she is long gone, yep. and then I left and I spent 30 minutes uh driving back thinking how I'm an idiot and I saw two turkeys. So Yeah, it was
2: it was a little different on the Indiana side. I don't know if you want Jacob to Jacob should probably go first On the Kentucky side again.
1: What'd you do? You you scouted with Chris, right?
3: Yeah, Chris, Dan and I went out to uh WMA uh, close to Louisville. And none of us have ever hunted this area. They had never been to this area. I have fished down there multiple times. Uh, It's a really cool spot that I think people should utilize more often. But what they've done in this WMA is cut some fields, planted corn. Um, I want to say there's probably like soybeans or something in these fields before too. And so they they have done some management on it. It's not just one of these pieces where it's, thick hills and brush and you know nothing nothing appealing to to hunters to be able to get in there so we were going to this one spot we were going to go on a little hike from the parking lot across this bridge and into this thicker more remote part this is usually the couple times that dan and i have e-scouted this is what we do where's the least likely place that a person's going to go we're going to go there well, typically there's a reason why people aren't going to these really remote <laughs> spots is because you can't get in there unless you have, like, bushwhacking equipment and a helicopter. So <laughs> helicopter. we uh, we get to the parking lot where we were planning across the bridge, and I, I beat them there by about 15 minutes or so. It's like, well, I'm going to – there's a big field down here. I'm just going to walk down there and take a gander, take a peek. It's next to the river. Looks good on the map. So I walk down. Real you, s- did you bring a gun? No. Well, I wasn't. One, I'm not going to go down there and take a shot while they're pulling up in the parking
1: lot. Like I mean, I the, would at a time.
3: I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm take, I'm taking these guys, or you know, like yeah. going with them, and so you could have showed them what a bird looks like up close. <laughs> well, so anyways, I go down the hill. It's probably like a quarter mile or so. Get down to the field edge and just you know, like peek down to the right and there's three birds
2: oh man we were gonna go scout
3: like this is in the freaking parking lot basically it's like this is great so i run back up the hill i get up there chris pulls in a little bit after i get up the hill and i can't
1: you guys (laughs) yeah
3: i can't i can't breathe and i'm like dude there's birds it's like all i could get out and chris is like okay let's go yeah so we're we're still gonna shoot one we're still waiting for Dan. Oh, okay. So we decided uh. at this point, let's wait for Dan to get here. We'll go down there together. So when I see these birds, they are working across this field. So tree line, field, river, they are working from my left to right, my right to left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Towards the river. Towards the river. And so when I get back up to talk to Chris, I'm like, in my head, I know where they're going kind of had an idea of this undulation in the ground of where we could sneak around and cut them off well we finally walk back down once Dan gets there we get all of our paraphernalia on and ready and get down to that same corner where I first spotted them look down they're not visible two more steps out into the field to get in like where I thought we needed to go they're still down there so they must have like Started crossing the field and circled back for some reason. and
1: You think they heard you?
3: uh, I don't know, man. I guess they could have heard me running and puffing up the hill. But um, they definitely didn't see me before because I stood there watching them for a while, and they gave no indication that they were alarmed. And so, um, anyways, we get back down there. They have obviously seen us at this point because we were not – at that particular moment, we're not trying to be stealthy. We needed to get across the fields to this other spot. And so they gone, Mm. they, um, it wasn't like a dramatic exit, but they just kind of, it was almost like, we should probably get out of here. Turned went into the woods. So we, we moved a little bit more around that field. Um, didn't go into the woods so much to pressure them, like chasing them, but eventually worked our way down there and, um, we we did end up going to scout a couple of other spots on the, the same property. I mean, when i same property, it's like we didn't move our trucks. It was that close. We just walked to different spots. And didn't see any birds. There's one spot that looks like picturesque turkey hunting. You know, like you see pictures of old dudes that have been doing it forever down in Mississippi, posted up in swampland. There's a spot like that. And... But I didn't see any no footprints, no feathers, no poop, none of that stuff. But it just looks perfect. And so we kind of got a couple locations that we're going to go back and try to hit here in a couple weeks. This was totally a scouting trip. This was not a shooting trip. We left that area and went back over to the original field. It's like, well, let's pop out here. It's getting close to roosting time, see if something's back out there. Nothing's in the field. So then we go deep into um, – honestly like a deer killing spot like you just you you feel the vibe you can just tell and so we're we're hiking around in there a little bit and just kind of scoping it out another picturesque swampy kind of area um bumped some deer while we were down there and then came through the thickness to get back to that field Dan goes towards the river Chris and I kind of go towards the field like proper in the middle and there's a hen out there kind of watching her. But we're like – Chris and I are standing up like two idiots, just no cover around us. We're just standing there. And she doesn't see us. And, I, you know, I got the binos up. I'm pointing her out to Chris. And we're just kind of watching her for a little bit. And I call, just a little yelp. And she's on me, like oh, yeah. staring into my soul. And then I'm like, don't move, Chris. Don't move. Put your head down. Talking to the bird at this point. Put yeah. your head down. Put your head back down because I want to move. And yeah. so she's scoped us out and beelined across the field. So we know where the birds are. That's cool. That's that was you know five minutes in we found birds. One one of them was for sure a tom. The other likely a Jake and then a hen. Um, just the way that the two birds were reacting to each other. It's what made me think that one's a Jake. Uh, but. We're going to go back. Somebody's going to shoot a bird. But so, you know, it's funny. It's like it's the closest spot to the parking lot. Yeah. WMA, we're thinking this place is going to be packed, crowded. And so we may show up Sunday morning and there's six trucks. Not there. the morning yeah. after.
1: Well, no, that won't be the morning after Derby.
2: No, it's the week before. Yeah. What'd you do, Dingleberry? Well, deal was, pickle. <laughs> deal pickle. I was going to take, uh, go out with Phil and his uh, brother Owen. Um, I think he's like 15. But friday night my uncle texted me and was like hey i've got something i gotta do saturday morning could you take chance out his son my cousin and he's like 12 and they like they live out in the country and he's you know he doesn't hun- need you he's to a go. better hunter than i am <laughs> like kills he's the one i showed you that shot that giant buck yeah. um if y'all remember that mm. he i mean he they just he's always in the woods." Um, so,
1: at this point, you're just vehicular transportation.
2: So, it's different for Turkey. So, he can't call. Um, he's used to, like, just sitting in a blind oh, okay. and all that kind of thing. So, it was cool because I got to take some of my, spoiler alert, some of my, like, public lands and things that I've learned, like, running gun hunting and, like, show him. But I um, was planning mostly to just show up, like, let off a few yelps. Out come Tom, and he just blasted his head off because we were going to go hunt a lease that they had. Um, it's, like, 10 minutes from their, where they live.
3: So, they knew where they were usually and stuff. Uh
2: Right. Yeah. There's blind already brushed in. Everything's set up. It's down, like, basically in this field. There's, like, a hill on the back of this field where, like, just great for turkeys that are kind of hanging out, like, on the field edge, covered by, you know, that big hill. Nothing can see them. They're just hanging out in that little area. There's a creek that they roost on, um, I theorized. And um, so I show up Saturday morning and we're just kind of talking. And, chance had an alcohol uh that he was excited to try they like he hadn't messed with it a ton and so he was like messing with it in the barn and you know my uncle was like the cadence is who cooks for you Mm -hmm. i don't know if y'all have y'all heard that i hadn't heard that and so he was who cooks for you um and so he was he was practicing or whatever and i was like okay cool so he'll do that um and he had a gobble tube so we're hunting private i've never like used one in like a strategy situation i really don't necessarily know what to do with one but i was like for sure bring it and whenever we get out of the blind you're just going to rip off the craziest <laughs> gobble tube he was very excited to try it and i wanted to see how loud it was so it's loud man. yeah so so we go get in the utv and head over there um park and get out and walk over and we're we were late like it was we didn't need our lights to get out there but it was a foggy gray kind of like rainy morning i was like it's gonna be like they're gonna be a little later off the roost this morning more than likely so um you know no big deal we get out there set up a hen and jake decoy like kind of on the field edge and it's just it's a money spot it's really pretty and getting to the blind we're just sitting there and i'm like all right man let off an alcohol, but really give it the beans like <laughs> not like you were doing in the barn like let okay. it eat and he does and a gobbler responds and we're both like oh uh. I mean it's like 50 yards into the tree line um, and I looked on the map and there was a creek about that oh. area where we figured he was so I'm like okay so he's probably roosted um you know along this creek or whatever and we're kind of in like a field corner sitting on like the edge of one side like looking into the woods and out into the field you set and, up a decoy. Did you say that? Yep. So I, I set up a jake and a hen. Um, and like, so I I listened to a lot of like. This is early early season. I I I don't get to hunt normally, right? This is youth season in Indiana. So like, normally I'm a week later than this point. I really don't know much about. I don't know much anyway, but I really don't know much about like this early. So I was listening to what folks were saying to do, and they were saying, you know, you're gonna try to get in there and talk to them on the tree a little bit, do some fly down cackle, have a jake like right behind a hen, and uh, uh, chance is 12. So I like, I was like, we're going to set them up like they're mating, you know? Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, we, what do these kids talk about? <laughs> like, I didn't know. He knows more than if you If me did. and you were out there, you know, I'm making some jokes, but I was like real mature. Um, and so anyway, uh, we get set up and it, so we get that gobble out in the woods and, um, I'm like, okay, it's kind of on. And like, I'm, this is kind of going to the plan that I was hearing these guys talk about, like he's on the roost. Like I'm going to be, you know, just a, a hen that's kind of just like waking up. And so I'm just letting off like some real soft yelps, like using a diaphragm call and just like whatever. And then he's kind of, he's kind of gobbling back for a little while. And then he, he stops like 20 minutes later, he just stops. So I'm like, okay, maybe he like just flew down. He's getting like real close to flying down. And, um, I was like, I'm going to do a fly down cackle, which I've been practicing, um, for, my season coming up and um so i do that and like nothing and so we're sitting there crows are flying by going off like crazy nothing i'm like man this dude really shut up i don't know if he flew down and went somewhere else or what's going on well about the time we're kind of talking about like you know what's going on what we're gonna do um we get a text from his mom Uh, at their property, and she's like, there's a hen in our back field, and I'm like, okay, so the sun is still kind of, like, blocked by the fog, it's still kind of a gray morning, and, like, it's just wet, like, it's Mm -hmm. humid, and Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, these birds are soaked, Um, maybe they're gonna be coming out of the field to dry off here soon when the sun comes out, let's give it some time, give it till about, you know, 830, 845, Um, and then, so we're sitting there, and then 10 minutes later, she's like, Tom, in our, you know, this field, or whatever, over at our property, and I was like, Oh, uh, like kind of looking at Chance. Text, another one. And I'm like, get the decoys. We're out of here. <laughs> <In the truck. laughs> like, like, let's go. So uh, we like, uh, I was like, all right, we're getting out of here. So he grabs a gobble
0: tube. they
2: just going crazy. We're cracking up. And Anyway, got in the UTV, headed over there. And so looking at the map where they were, we couldn't just like pull up their driveway. Like we had to kind of like pull in, go through the woods, like follow this trail they had cut to one of the like – a barn on their property and like park behind it. So then we're parked and I'm like showing them on the map. Like here's what we're going to do. There's kind of like two peninsulas of trees with like an easement in the middle. And there's like a food plot on one end and where she sent the picture, I was like, okay, those, those dudes are like working towards the food plot. Like I can just, it just, that makes the most sense that they're going to be heading that way so we have like a lot of ground to cover and for a dude that's little dude that's been hunting out of a blind for turkeys his whole life this is different and we're i mean i'm excited too this is just fun like yeah so we get out and uh we're sitting in the utv still and we hear bah! And I'm like, oh my gosh, like it's going down. So we get out and, uh, we kind of like walk a tree line. I'm like low and slow, low and slow, drop down into like a drainage ditch. It's like real tall on either side. So like nothing can see us. And we're moving through there, like Daniel Boone and Squire freaking zipping <laughs> around. And, uh, I was like, okay, like let's climb up out of here. Stay low. Indiana
1: guy had to mention Squire. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's all, <laughs> yeah. they okay. all they got. All they got. It's right. just the brother. That's where he went to die.
2: Yeah. R.I.P. Um. And so we climb out of the drainage ditch and we're on like kind of basically like uh, the opposite side of one of the peninsulas of trees of where these these toms are. So I'm like, we're pretty good in cover. But I'm like, stay low. So I'm looking at the map and I'm like, OK, this is where we need to go to. I showed them. and I was like, we got to book it. We're trying to I was like, we're going to ambush these dudes at the food plot. And that's our original plan. And so we start running. And I mean, like we're running across these fields, just like hoofing it. And I'm letting him lead the way because if you know if Tom jumps out like you don't want him to shoot or whatever, and it's his hunt, so if anybody gets busted, I want it to be him. And so we're running. We get to the this other tree peninsula, and I'm like, okay, like get down, like you know, like low and slow. We're gonna walk low and slow. And I'm looking like out through the trees into this other field, like real far ahead, like looking for any like any amount of movement. And I'm like behind him looking, and he's just kind of like up there, like staying like hidden in this this brush. And I'd see a tom through the trees walking away from us. I'm like, Jack, get down! And he he drops down and lays on his back. <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, all right. Like, yeah. I was like, but you're but, down. Be, be ready for shoot. Be ready to shoot. And so, um, so I start calling, and I like let off my first yelps, you know. And it's like sun's fully up at this point, and like it's you know, I th- probably like nine thirty, nine fifteen ish. And, um, so I'm calling and dude, we're getting gobbles all around. I mean, like every single direction we're getting gobbles. I'm like, okay, well, we're going to stick to our plan in this food, these food plot dudes. But like, if this doesn't work, like I'm kind of paying attention to where these ones are over here. And so I'm basically being like a hen in the middle. And what I had, what I had heard from these guys talking like real early strategy is that the the toms will fly down with the hen, and the hens will hang out with the toms like in fields and stuff, real early in the morning. And then they'll slip away and go lay an egg. And so during this time of the morning, if you can be a good hen, like saying I'm over here, I'm over here, they're like very zealous, like to come find you because they're losing their hens. Like they're just they're just zipping off, going in the woods laying eggs, and the hens are moving around like crazy. So I was being the hen that was very available. Basically, it was what I was trying to do. And so I'm looking over at this group of toms, going meow, meow, meow. looking over at that. like you do kind of like this like quieter fly down cackle like just real like excited like like letting them know i'm right here and these toms are going crazy and we finally get this one he had come basically like down into the bottom of this drainage easement to our right and just gobbles and like for me and chance like the thunder chicken gobble you know yeah. like yeah it was he's like on you. it was honest and he like looks over at me with big eyes i'm looking over at him with big eyes and i'm like bringing my mouth like get ready <laughs> he's going down and this dude comes up and he's like five or eight yards away i'm like dead still face down in the dirt he's on his back and this tom is literally strutting what i find out on the other side of a basically a giant thorn hedge and he's just strutting back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and like we're both sitting here just listening to this dude just walk, 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 walk. Did walk. Did you hear walk. it spitting and drumming? Uh, no, I, he wasn't. I didn't hear. I know what the. You would, if if he was is the, what is the it's spitting? Like, <laughs> <coughs>
1: It's like a real, there's like a hard sound at the beginning of it, and it kind of rolls through with that. It's, it wasn't a sound I had ever heard before. It yeah. was different. You uh, would know if he's doing, I mean, when they're that close, it'll almost vibrate your body. Yeah. It It wasn't the
2: what I had heard before, which was the like. Was mm-hmm. he a big bird? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. If That's, it was the one I saw through the woods, yes, yes. he was very big. Um, and anyway, so he's, he's just like strutting back and forth, walking back and forth. I, I never like actually got eyes on him cause it was just so thick. I mean, these thorns and bushes, it was like, it was like a hedge. So cautionary tale there, like, even though we had to drop down in that situation, it's like, make sure that he can get to you. Like our yeah. plan was to get to the, basically the end of that peninsula and try and call him around, like to where they didn't have to come through. That didn't play out. Um, he just had no way to get to us and it was like kind of killed that, killed that's sp- Particular chance of killing that bird or whatever. So then we're get, we got this eye in the sky situation going on. His aunt or my aunt texts me. There's two in this other field. I'm like, this is freaking great. It's like having radar. And um, so I'm telling him, like, okay, dude. Like, uh, and he this one tom that was close to us wasn't there anymore. And I was kind of calling and stuff, and like, no, no gobbles from that direction, but we're still getting them from the field that she said that she saw the toms. I was like, okay, so the next play is we're gonna go after these guys. Your thornbush one probably had a hen with him. Okay.
1: that I had that happen one time. I had one same thing, but it was behind me. Mm. And I called this bird back and forth for an hour, mm. and it's just constant. And I'm like, what is going on? Mm. And finally, I, I had a hard stop that day. I don't remember what I was doing. But finally, I'm like, I got to go. I can't wait to kill this bird anymore. I got to stand up. And there's a turkey 15, 20 yards behind Dang me. It. He had a hen with him. Okay. and so he was in the thick of it like you were talking about yeah. and there was no direct path to get in front of me and he yeah. couldn't see my decoy yeah and and so he's like well I got my hen here i'm You're just gonna, still stay. gonna put
3: on a flex he,
1: well he was impressing her <laughs> yeah. and uh-huh. he wouldn't come out I don't okay. know that that's what but I never heard her the whole time yeah and she mm. was when i when i stood up two turkeys ran out i'm like man it's very possible. but I couldn't turn around to shoot him because it was in a a thicket like you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. I've seen that happen several times though, when the the hen, they'll be with the hen. she's quiet and he's putting on a show and you just, it's almost impossible to pull him out of, yeah. out of a thick, like out of that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's possible. We, so into the story, we, we like never saw a hen, but I mean, it could have, she could have gone somewhere else and he could have, but basically what he did is he ended up, him and this other Tom walked down to the drainage ditch, which is like, I don't know, 80 or 90 yards, went up to the easement and then out into that other field. Um, which was like a similar setup to where we were on the lease where there's kind of a corner that like dropped down a hill. Um, so they were kind of like on that side of the hill where like nothing could really see them. They're just hanging out, and whatever, drying off, doing their thing. And um, so me and Chance were like new game plan, kind of like let's go after the birds in this other field over here. And um, there's what we think are two gobbles, gobblers that have just been like going crazy all morning. I've been hearing them and uh so i'm i kind of like call to them some more and sure enough they're firing back i'm like okay like they're still there like all right man here's your option this is your hunt we can do this we can do that and basically decide we're gonna run across the field again get to the base of this hill that goes up to this field and then like crawl across and i'm kind of calling the whole time like being a hen like moving towards them basically but i would turn around away from them and it seemed like I always got the gobbles when I turned away from them and would be like,
1: yep, yep, yep.
2: And then they would gobble. Like, but if I was doing it to them, they wouldn't do anything at all, which I think to them is like, you're coming, you're to coming anyway. Yeah, I've heard I if gobble? you even turn your head while you're doing it to make it sound like you're leaving, yeah, you can get them to
1: do the same thing.
2: Yep. And so that that's really what I was trying to do. And it it, it worked. I mean, it, like they they kind of stayed there or whatever, and they were gobbling back and, all the time i'm feeling pretty bad like i'm feeling good like i'd never called well last year really like phil would do most of the calling i would do kind of the support um but like i was you know getting gobbles yeah. and it was feeling good it was awesome um great thing about you season right there and just focus on calling the whole time um and so we get kind of we're army crawl it's like a 100 yards we're army crawling up this hill going 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 stopping every little bit doing some calling get to the top and I finally I just can't get them to gobble anymore and I'm like man I don't know if they're gone I don't know what's going on here and I'm like okay chance two options again like we can get up to the very top of this hill pop up shoot what we see or we could uh go all the way around these this wood line and try to kind of like they're they're clearly moving into the woods off the field like we could kind of ambush them in there and I'll say this that would have been a smarter play like that we probably would have killed a bird doing that but it, for him, we're running all over the place, army crawling. He's you know, he's not as tall as I am. So when you're army crawling, he's probably army crawling like double what I'm having to. Like he's a little dude. And, uh, or compared to me, I mean, he's a normal 12 year old kid, whatever. <laughs> uh, and, uh, so he's like, let's just, and he's probably getting fed up with it. He's like, let's just do it. Like, let's just go. So, uh, get up and, uh, he gets to the top of the hill and, um, I'm like, okay, I'm like get ready. I'm like whatever you see, you know, shoot, you know. And um he's like, All right. And he jumps up and looks around and I see him kinda like look kinda like downtrodden, like Just he clearly didn't see a turkey. Yeah. So I'm like, crap. So then I pop up and as soon as I pop up, at the same time we both look to, look to our left and there's there's two toms right there. Go turkey. He, next thing I know, boom! And I was like, he just turns his shoots. He just turns his shoots. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know how far away that was, but I heard him shoot. <laughs> I saw a bird like clearly get hit, flop, and I'm booking it right. Like I'm running at him, going to give him like the thunder heel of death. Yeah. And uh, he this turkey just pops up and takes off running. I didn't see like exactly which direction cuz I'm sprunting. And so we get over there and I'm like I'm not really seeing feathers and I range the shot It's probably like 80 yards. <laughs> I mean it was an yeah. absolute bomb. <laughs> he just peppered this turkey. Yeah. Great shot. I mean yeah. from 80 yards like but um, and he is a crack shot. He's a great shot. But um, so that that turkey, we end up like kind of walking through the woods just a little bit and like listening. Didn't hear any flopping around or nothing like that. So he just kind of got scared and got out of there. But little sprinkle, little sprinkle, little uh, uh, pep
1: at his morning. Yeah,
2: woke him up. He didn't need coffee that morning. But yeah, it was cool though. And we were both like, man, that was fun. Like yeah. that was that was a. That was a fun morning, fun hunting. Um, you know, wish it would have ended in a, in a dead bird. But uh, he had another chance last night, uh, but couldn't get, to, like, 20 yards from a big tom and couldn't get uh, a shot on him. But he's he's dancing all around it. I if think he, he's, yeah. he's going to get one here he's, soon. Yeah, he'll get one. Yeah, I like chasing them. I mean, I know oh, it's yeah. like
3: there's a lot of birds killed just sitting in a blind or For whatever. Sure. Yeah. But it is so fun to just try to outsmart them knowing that yeah. your odds are, like, 10%. Yeah, right. And just... Trying to get in front of them where they can't see you, and it's so much fun. I did yeah. that
1: at a different property a couple of years ago. Um, when we did that sweepstakes, Kevin came in and shot oh, yeah. the absolute monster on my mm-hmm. normal property. And that year, I had access to a different property, which Jeremiah and Chris and I hunted, um, and and Tony hunted that same weekend. Uh, but I went back out the next weekend, and Jeremiah had sent me a pin. He's like, "They're in this tree. That's where they're roosting, right above a creek." Um, and I went out there just directly to his pen, sat down, uh, had a raccoon walk up that morning, almost sit in my lap Mm -hmm. and all like when, when sun came up, these birds started exploding, gobbling over my head. And I pulled out my rangefinder, and I could see the bird in yeah. the roost, and it was really cool yeah. watching him in the morning because the sun's hitting him. I'm still in the shadows, yeah. and you know I could see him coming off of. See, gobbling. I haven't seen that yet. It, yeah, dude, it's pretty it was, cool. It's it's one of the only times I've gotten that close in the morning because my normal property is really tough. And then when I hunt back in Eastern Kentucky, we always would be at the top of the mountain, and they would come up to us from the river. Um, so I haven't gotten to see it a bunch either. I've seen a couple of one other time I think, but I was under him and then and then two hens flew down and I'm like oh this is going to be hard and I did all that chase because that that property would come out to a point and come back in and come out it was following the creek line mm-hmm. and I chased them uh they were on the neighbor's property they were cutting through cattle they were cutting in and out of the creek and I did that for probably two hours running ahead of them calling them in and they
2: would respond but they weren't coming back across the creek but it is fun it's super exciting when uh, they're talking we're going me and phil's i think friday morning we're going to do private but saturday morning we're going to do um unless we double up which i doubt we will saturday morning we're going on public and like last year we would put in like 10 12 mile days of just you know it's public's cool because like if you bugger one up you just go somewhere yeah, else. You got enough property to locate them and just like you're back in the game and it's my property's so small that if I bugger it it's like Exactly.
1: Nope, there uh there's no turkeys on this 70 acre exactly. lot anymore cuz they don't hang out in the front part really at yeah. all. So I've really only got about 30 acres that I'm working with where the birds hang out. And so if you flush one off, it's like maybe there's one on the other side, but it's it's tough. They are yeah. just so
2: dumb though because I left that property or whatever to go to Thunder and all that. And uh chance text me there's two birds in the backfield uh, i mean it's probably like 40 minutes like a gunshot had just gone off they're <laughs> just like yeah. what was that doesn't yeah. matter back out of the field <laughs> let's go find a hint. like yeah i don't just, think
1: they're incredibly smart uh but they are the most perceptive freaking things i mean they you can call them they'll top a hill and they know exactly where that call came from because they can hear so well yeah, and then their vision is just insane. Like they can see you blink at two hundred yards.
2: Yeah, I heard another one I hadn't heard before. listened to the Night and Hail dudes, which you've never if you've never listened to them on YouTube, it's really fun because they're just two old dudes that know everything about turkey hunting, and they'll pick up a call and do a, you know, this is what I do in this situation. Duh, duh, duh. And they said that a turkey can see in the woods five times farther than you can. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's a really, like, puts it into perspective a little bit more for me. Like, walking through the woods of, like, I can see to there. And so I need to be smart about, you know, where I'm moving here. But Yeah, and when you can hear them, too, and you're trying to chase them and find them in the woods, like, keeping
3: that in mind of how you're going through there.
2: Yeah. Because they can
3: see you so much better. Uh, Yeah.
2: Use use the ridges. Like, that's the the key. Like, never cresting a ridge and stand kind of like on the side that's see that's what makes my property hard is because you can't top hill. you're out in the
1: open and you can't top that hill they're going to see you before you ever have a chance i've gotten busted so many times doing that yeah deer are a little different because you know they they can't i don't they don't have the same range of sight yeah but i mean turkeys have that crazy range of sight and their heads are always moving you it's very difficult jacob and i met a guy one time and i won't say his name because i think this is probably not up to not kosher with uh the the regulations, but he he's an older dude who had killed more than two hundred birds. And he's like, I'm just kind of tired of shooting them in the face with a shotgun. What I really want to do is, I want a bayonet one. I said, do what, what? <laughs> you want to bayonet a turkey? He's like, yeah, I'm just bored. You know, it's so easy to just kill them. You know, calling them in and shooting them in the face. uh He's like, I've done that. At, you know almost point blank range and i think i really want to get one in close enough to bayonet it i was like man you're really good at turkey hunting <laughs> if you were to that point because i will not even try archery hunting a turkey because i suck so much at the shotgun yeah. i don't need an added challenge right but i thought that was funny bayonet in turkey. yeah i'd never heard anybody talk about that I mean, I mean, he was dead serious it's like <laughs> i want to smack it yeah. Did just back him for fun yeah yeah <laughs> like you're just gonna try to take its head off like why don't I just take a machete at that point i don't right. know right but, yeah, man, congrats on uh, your calling. That's always oh, fun. Yeah. I, that's how It's so funny because it's the same story I told last year where I did the evening hunt, called in that hen. She was from me to you, circled back, started fighting with the other hen, and then I took that shot at 50 yards and, I, and peppered that bird because I didn't see there was brush in between us. Yeah. Um, and, you know, then he ended up living too, flew off over my head, scared me to death. Uh, but the end of that was a win because the finesse game with the calling – like there was so much, I, I did two hours of working those birds yeah. and get finally that hen when she started, you know, and I'm cutting her off and we're going back yes, and forth, yeah. like to have that many interactions with real animals and they think it's a bird, yep, is hard. Yeah. And I, I I'm not good at it still. Yeah. Um, but that was like my affirmation of like I can do this now. Like yeah. I can actually it's not just a Yelp. I've got some like you said, there's some, you know, some of the clucking and stuff, the finesse yeah. and yeah. uh, you know, fighting with a hen, you know, getting her convinced that she's gonna come in and whip some tail and then she turned around and
2: fought that other hand because i had her so worked up yeah it's fun yeah i i would say i struggled the most with the finesse stuff because my the pot call i brought it was so humid out and i didn't bring chalk i didn't bring um the sandpaper mm. or anything like that and i just could not get a sound out of it and um actually wearing this hat um a buddy i just met who's a crazy turkey hunter makes amazing turkey calls edward mckellar Sent me a box just out of nowhere with a slate call, Mm. um, which I had never used before. And I was working with it yesterday dude, it sounds incredible. Yeah. Like in the, like the, On the little purrs, yeah. the little yelps that you can do. Yeah. Like, I'm going to definitely be bringing that out. And then he gave me the opposite of it. It's a diaphragm. That's like the most like nasty, loudest, like it's, I think it's called like the head cracker or something. And I was doing it in the house and Sav was like, oh my gosh, like yeah. please stop doing that. Yeah, I think uh,
3: those slates, there's already so much texture to them. Right. It's what helps it versus yeah. the glass where you have to put more of the texture yeah. to
1: it. Yeah. Tony had um, so many calls for yeah. all the finesse and just watching him, you know, I never could have pulled that bird down that he got. Cause we worked that bird for an hour and a half to two hours. Uh, I've told that story of, you know, yeah. he would call in three jakes and then that big bird would gobble and the jakes would run off. Yeah. Um, and, the, and then he had a hen with him and pulled that hen down, which I've, I've been in that same spot in that same situation with three toms up there with a the hen. Uh, actually, Chris's first turkey hunt, we, we did that. And, uh called in the hen and then she came up and i learned not to use uh cheap blind or cheap decoys i had one of those flat uh hen decoys oh yeah yeah the wind wind blew her and she just disappeared and that hen was like wtf i am out Uh, (laughs) it's a paranormal experience i was (laughs) like this is awesome because it looks real from a distance and turkeys are kind of dumb and uh it worked great up until about 10 yards when the wind hit it and it (laughs) I mean, yeah. you can imagine if you're sitting here talking to me, and I just vanish. You'd be yeah. like, "Something's up." <laughs> so I'm, I'm about to get shot. <laughs> yeah, they may be dumb, but I don't think they're uh, you know they're, they're going to be s- skeptical of black magic happening. So, right. yeah. well, dude, congrats. That's fun. Uh, I hope somebody here gets a turkey. Uh, we need some more fans on the walls. I want to see Chris or Dan shoot one. Now, I'd, I'd love that. I have never killed a turkey. I've hunted
3: turkeys many times, in my opinion, and never shot one. But I still want to see one of those two goobers hit a bird and just all high fives, going yeah.
1: nuts, crazy out there. Like, yeah. I hope it happens. My, uh, my dad's friend has hunted turkeys a ton. He's got all the gear, and he's been doing it for years, and he's never shot one either. And they were traveling with him the other day. They, they travel all the time with this couple, and uh, they were driving past a field. My dad's driving. Mom's in the front, and the other couple's in the back. And uh, they passed a field of turkeys, and his wife goes, Look, Bob, that's a turkey over there. That's what they look like. <laughs> <It's> like oh, <laughs> poor dude, man. They've they've been out on some great spots back home and just haven't been able to seal the deal. But, um, all right, anything uh, we want to talk about with Go Wild? We didn't really plan. We just kind of hopped in as we do with Uncensored. Is there anything going on,
3: dude? It is turkey season. That is that is what's going on with that's go wild all that's going on, on. so yeah.
2: many dead birds get
3: in there and see everybody's trophies yeah
2: and uh, mourn your own
1: <clears throat> lack of trophy yeah <laughs> it's true i did open up go wild uh go wild's awesome, but sometimes after a bad hunt i open it up and i'm like oh my god everybody's killing turkeys but me because yeah. my feed was nothing but turkeys yeah uh and i just logged like a really sad time log of like four and a half hours of my life that i, I couldn't <laughs> get back uh you know normally i like it even when i'm sucking it but i just i was just bad like i was just like i don't know i was just angry like Mm -hmm. i'm like this is dumb i had
3: one of those deer hunts this past year where it's like i didn't enjoy being out in the woods like i usually do oh
1: well opening morning rifle i think we all had that because we all underdressed remember that cold front came in and it was like raining and snowing and everything i remember texting all you guys and it's like this is the worst day of my life (laughs) kind of feeling um you know i'm glad i went out i'm not saying i hate hunting but uh i was i was definitely just like this is stupid. Like, I'm wasting my <laughs> time out here, and these birds aren't cooperating. They can't even hear them. Don't even know if they're out here. I could be sitting out here on, on nearly 100 acres by myself, right? That's when you start to feel real dumb. It's like well, I, I can't even be near a
3: bird. We hit this weird cold front, too, that I think it's got to do something. I mean, like you're talking about they're coming out in the fields because they're dewy, and they need to dry off and sun and all that kind of stuff. I yeah, mean, the temps it was,
1: dropped this weekend down swing. into the 30s twice. Uh, we had a hard frost last night, actually. Yep. it's It's been – Interesting, but uh, as Kentucky weather does, I wouldn't be surprised if it's 85 degrees this weekend or or next, or snows on Derby or snow, you never (laughs) know. Uh, yeah, it's always uh, I've got a picture of me one year with snow building up on me the week before Kentucky Derby, and then you're like in flip flops that weekend, you know, it's so nuts. Um, all right, I know we keep saying it, but I think fishing gear is finally hitting the store within the next couple weeks here, right? Soon, man. I I actually
3: tried to get a date this morning.
1: um, But I would say, you know, within the next couple weeks. Probably by the time they hear this, we'll have a big expansion. We did have a pretty big expansion recently. Um, We've had some good deals on those. Hope you guys are checking your emails that uh, Eric and Donovan and the team work on. Lots of good uh, individual promotions coming through there. Um, if you're not getting those emails and you want them, just message um, Erica Johnson on uh, with an A, A-R-I-C-A, and she can help you get, get signed up for those. But uh, we've been announcing de- the things uh, gear as it hits through there. We're also working on a really big gear push that will be hitting later this summer. Um, we, the UTV giveaway is done. So I guess right now it's going to be uh, after, after fishing season we'll be talking about archery and some fun brands that we got coming in from there. But thank you guys for being a part of the platform thanks to everybody that shared the platform with the, the UTV giveaway. Um, you know, if you if you haven't checked out the store recently, you can go to shopgowild.com from your computer, or you can hit the shop tab on your app. Make sure you log this podcast episode. You want to make sure you log so that you're getting those points. Uh, points earn you rewards, and there are a metric ton of rewards live right now. Um, we've, we've added a bunch uh, just recently, we're still adding them. So make sure you're logging so you're unlocking those. You can go to hit the plus sign in your app, um, hit log time. Once you see that post there and you can hit, uh, outdoor podcasts and you'll see uncensored, or you can search for whatever show you want to log, tap the show. And that'll, that'll give you points for listening. You can tag us. I'd love to hear what you thought about Braden's Turkey stories. Maybe you guys got some good Turkey advice for us. There's always, uh, always learning to be had, especially on the Turkey front. I feel like this is where one of our, in, in terms of the Eastern, uh, game big game turkey's considered a big game i think for a lot of states and for us uh, i think that's where we have the most room for improvement for sure unless you're dan johnson
3: yeah people that act like turkeys are easy i hate them <laughs> yeah
1: i'm glad dan's not here today because you know dan if dan was on this show he would just be rubbing it in our face we he told that story last week about how easy his, his turkey hunt was um and you know i think i think paul campbell um Nearly had a heart attack. Nearly blew a gasket. Yeah. So, um, anyways, make sure you tag us. we got Braden Ware, Jacob Knight, and Brad Luttrell. We're out. Thanks, guys. See
3: you.